Kenny was Kenny was doing his hair for the last twenty minutes. That's why he needed the delay. That's Kenny. right. Had to bring in a, a hairdresser. Yeah, what's up? Do you have headphones? Um. Yeah, I do. I have. Oh, okay. So the 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 um thing doesn't matter. The look doesn't matter, right? So I can go yeah, grab no, my. Yeah. No. No. Go ahead. Dude, big in. ass. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. The look doesn't gonna, matter. This is gonna be long. I'm gonna jog. I'll do jog. Bye, Kenny. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you've been rolling this whole thing. Yeah, this is gold. For the first second that the uh, the, the this, call starts, this is this, this, is, this should be the intro. This shit's on auto. Ryan, Ryan's gonna freak. Shout out Ryan for freaking out on cold openings. Mm -hmm. Just like the long five six minute cold openings. Oh no, I I am the producer. I will determine when there will be a cold opening or not. Shout out Ryan. I like you. You got Moxie Anthony. I like you. <laughs> Wait, do we both go beardless this week? Look at this. I've been beardless Pandemic. for weeks, man. Oh. I've been beardless since I saw you last. You yeah, didn't have scruffle? Uh, yeah, well, I was I was like three days into a vacation, so I definitely had uh, scruffle, but... Okay. This Yankee game has been on forever. It's about to end, though. What's the score? 2 nothing, Detroit. Bottom nine. Two outs. Two strikes. I don't even know who's up. The suspense is killing me. I think that's Todd Fraser. Oh, man. You're telling me we got two Frasers playing for the Yankees now and neither of them are named Clyde? Ah, struck out. Game over. 2 nothing. victory for the Tigers. All right. All right. I did jog. All right, let me. Cool. Catch your breath. Catch your breath. Don't be. Oh, he froze. No, okay. no. It doesn't matter. Oh, he's back. All right. He's not frozen. Okay. We're back. All right. I'm turning my camera off because. No. Bye. Um. Can you hear me on this? Or is it working? It's working. You sound worse, but. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I might sound worse. I don't know. I don't have like other headphones. These are my headphones. Hold on. Okay. I don't know what what that did to the microphone, but yeah, it's oh, weird. Oh, Hold oh. on. It's... All right, do this. If that mic's no good, go into uh, go into the Skype. Yeah, I can just do my computer mic. I know what you're saying because it's yeah, just all yeah. about the echo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh... Hold on. This could be the coldest open. Like yeah. this is winter. The I'll winter I'll of probably opens. Come oh. a bit of this. But uh, keep that joke Yeah, we're doing the cold open thing now. It's kind of. Oh yeah. No one likes Dude, it for me, but I'll, I dig it. Open. I this is so touching the fourth wall. Just calling this the cold it, open. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Talking about it so much. You guys, I like. This there is. is no... just, this sounds better. Yeah, that sounds now? better. Yeah, that was. Okay, all right, good. We're, we're all sorted all right. out. No. I think so. All right, no Bailey Carlin today. I guess we're just going. He's a reporter in the field. Potentially, he might hop on. I think we just we'll gotta see. see wherever the wind takes him for this one. Watch him be so mad that he didn't get called because he didn't know. Whatever. But we're talking about it like he might be on. Whatever. All right. He gets his 15 minutes of fame anyway. I'm introing this. Uh, Shout 
out Bailey Carlin. Shout out Bailey Bailey Carlin. Welcome Bailey, everyone. Shout out Bailey Carlin. Welcome everyone to another episode of the TKW podcast. I'm Anthony Corbo. I've got Kyle Maggio with me today. What's going on? Got uh, Trey Zingas with me today. How are you? And I'm doing well. And I've got Kenny Ducey with me today. Salutations. All right. Good. Good intros, guys. Little last couple of weeks haven't been great, but you can, good good shit. Um, all right. That was that was it. That was the whole intro. That's, we built this up the before intro, the show, man. like it was gonna be some grand cold open, and we just said our names. We said hi. Yeah, that was it. The intro. Yeah, wow. you running to get your headphones is the is the grand part of it. That's the cold open. Great. Yep. Yeah. Oh, throwing, that's it. in there. I didn't even know that was in there. Oh, I record from the get. Um, okay, so. Only one piece of, I guess, real news has come on, come out about the Knicks since last week, and that is we have the point guard of the future. Ramon That's Sessions. Right. Yep. Ramon Sessions. Sessions. That's the part I talk now? No, yeah, yeah, go for it, whenever. <laughs> yeah, just hop it. in. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have, we have Knicks point guard of the, I mean, the foreseeable future. I think he's just, he could be one of the all-time greats. He's, you know... He's young. He's still got a lot of room to develop. And I, I don't know. I think uh, I he might so. be a better prospect than Frank. Your thoughts? Yeah. You guys remember the, the, the reaction that Ramon Sessions uh, uh, brought about in Los Angeles when they went to the Lakers? I mean, there was like a parade when they got Ramon yeah. Sessions. Remember that? Like, please, yes. well. Championship. I, I, I'm kind of surprised there was no parade down, uh, down like 53rd just for just for the uh, return, the the great acquisition of Ramon Sessions. Um, I, honestly, like I didn't even know that he was a free agent. Like th- there's so many like random point guards out there that are free agents. Did he even play? I guess he played last year. But like, I think he I played mean, in Charlotte. Did he play in Charlotte that, last that, year. That sounds. Charlotte. He definitely played at Charlotte in Charlotte at one point. But yeah. um, it's uh, you know, it's. There are a lot of young guys they could have taken a chance on, but uh, I think you do need a better. Like, there is such a thing as being too young in the NBA, and you do have Ron Baker, who is your future point guard. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Ron Baker high, man. man. Ron Baker high. Uh, yeah, and then you got Frankie Smokes. So you need someone there to uh, to to um, bring them into uh, adulthood in the NBA. So that's a that's a that's a I'm not going to say it's a good signing. It's just a signing that's there. Like, they, they just signed a guy who's over 30. Good that's ex- yeah, that's exactly where I was at with it. It's not obvious, bad, so we right? got to talk about it, though. It's the only news we're going to get for a long time. That's what was bothering me about all the, the Rajon Rondo stuff. They wanted to bring in Rondo. They wanted to bring in, like, anybody that was, like, that had some sort of notoriety because of their name. And I was just kind of getting bothered by it. I was like, look, man, you guys are looking for, like, any ass old veteran to just come in on a one-year deal, like, that guy, whoever it is, will always be there throughout the season, whether it's right now, whether it's, like, after somebody gets cut, after, uh, you know, preseason training camp, what have you, or, you know, during the year when guys start to get moved, like, there's always, like, two older, savvy, free agent, you know, uh, veteran guys on the market, so Sessions was, like, exactly what I figured we'd get at some point, like that same, like 72 2k rating overall point guard, just kind of hanging around in the free agent wire. That's what kind of, I don't know. It, it, it's exactly, that. he's just a guy. He's just a guy. So yeah. Pablo Cristione still playing. Nah, he retired. Um, no, he's... Last, 
last year? He's uh, he's he's got to be like having kids coming to the league soon, right? That's he's old as hell. Isn't he forty? Yeah, he's got to be like forty-three-ish. He's about Nash age. Are we allowed to even call him old if Manu Ginobili's forty and still playing? Yeah, of course. Are, are, you, not, to call him old. are you not gonna? Call, yeah, are you not gonna call Manu Ginobili old because he's yeah. very old? That man hasn't aged a day. I saw. Are you kidding me? Doesn't if you look only at his like, nose and nothing else, nah. he hasn't aged. Uh, I, this happened right, to me. So, this like, actually happened to me last ignore night. Ignore the was, grays. Ignore the balding. I was walking down the street and I saw a recliner, a nice looking recliner, out in the trash. So I wanted, you know, getting rid of it. I was with my roommate. He's like, "You want to grab that?" And I look at it, and you know that grease stain that you get in the back of like leather seats. The um, the grease stain. The only thing I can think to compare it to is my new Ginobili's bald spot. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Uh, I I don't disagree. know. Disagree. Hard disagree. Disagree. Because the Are you... stain ruins the couch. The bald spot not only it makes Montezuma would not be the same player without the bald spot. Have you seen Ginobili with all his hair? Jordan When's the last time you saw Ginobili with all his hair? I don't think anybody has. It's just a myth. <laughs> who has? I, uh, who has? Who has the better bald spot? Rasheed Wallace. Sheed. Well, don't. Or Manu. Don't. I don't want to hear it. Got to be Manu. Kill the bat. I don't want to hear it. Bare hands. The, the, the Manu bald spot. spot, to me, the Manu bald spot is like the Kyrie Irving Earth Blatt theory. Like we've only seen pictures. We not we've not actually oh, experienced no. him having hair. We don't actually we we haven't seen the Earth. You know, man, we haven't seen Manu Ginobili with hair. Only seen pictures. Could That's be a, all could that be Kyrie a... thinks is on the other side of the Earth. This is what we were talking about with Tyler last week too. That uh, wondering what Kyrie is seeing on the other side of the Earth, and it's the only thing. It's exactly the same. It's just Manu Ginobili has hair on the other he side. He's Kalani on the other side, and yeah. he has to. He has to cross the entire earth to get to Kalani. Yeah. Well. Is that so, why he can do a crossover so well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mm, I don't know. You hear the silence? Like, I'm not talking. I don't, I don't agree. I don't, I'm not going to support you with those jokes. <laughs> sponsoring that. And that was Recliner Talk. Yeah. Brought to you by. <laughs> brought to you by August 2nd. Easy boy. Or by you guys. <laughs> You live uh, in the New York uh, sort of tri-state area there, Trey. You know Bob's Discount Furniture? You yes. Know, you got... oh, Dude, Bob's is everywhere. They got Bob, Bob's in Chicago. Bob's a goddamn legend. <laughs> I didn't know he Bob's is, is everywhere either. Claymation yes. commercials. That guy's still talk – about, talk about conspiracy theories we should be looking into, right? There's the Paul McCartney is died and was replaced with conspiracy theory. There's the Avril. How old is Bob? Bob might, Bob might have died and been replaced by another Bob. Well, here's what I got to say about that. The general. Have you ever seen Bob and the general in the same room? You think they have the same voice? Not the same voice, but he might just be good at that. I think Bob has an angelic presence, and you can't copy that onto a goddamn cartoon uh, (laughs) three-star general with with a terrible mustache and a terrible catchphrase that just, you know, makes you want to jump out of a building I, come on I, I don't Shit, like paul mccartney's still talking sell he's still selling tickets if that's what we're talking about here we're, go conspiracies. We're, not, <laughs> we're not talking about paul mccartney at all we're going conspiracies <laughs> here i had no idea kenny yeah. was this impassioned with these types of things just the bob's discount guy <laughs> the general but again I, you know what's the sad part and, was i was gonna bring up real basketball and i was gonna be like is ramon sessions better than aaron brooks or ben Udre, who? Uh, famously said some crazy stuff about the Knicks before he was uh, traded away or left or whatever. And like now we're talking about God knows what with these conspiracy theories, but I'm all in. You know, though, you know that 
Bob's going to take a, a backseat to only one person, in my opinion. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Corner furniture guy. You know no, see, I don't know who that is. I'm, I'm out. You don't know well, the corner furniture I'm guy? out. No. You no I, some... thought, I thought you were going to. I thought you were taking us someplace here, and you oh, lost all of us God. No, immediately. No, no, no. Anyone? Because there are there are listeners here who are going to get this, and there it's the corner furniture commercial. Just YouTube it. Just I don't care if you do it right now, but at some point, YouTube corner furniture, Bronx, New York, and. Okay, it's a Bronx thing. Yeah. See, but I should know this. I went to school from the Bronx. I. I don't remember any corner furniture commercials coming on. Living room. Ooh, three stars room, on Yelp. Bathroom. Yikes! Oh, it yes. is hard to get three stars on Yelp. Uh, it has <laughs> four point really three stars. Somewhere, go somewhere on Yelp and review it. This yeah, is the reason why this podcast exists. Google reviews talk about a scam. Like, you know how many times that place probably went on Google reviews with different accounts to review it? But like Yelp is where you get like you can't review something twice or with a fake account on Yelp. Yelp knows. Yelp is. Yelp is very good at what they do. They uh they have so many quality insurance filters. Well, I, got, I don't hold on. This is an interesting review yeah. from uh, Google reviews. Uh, so the first yeah. one says there are great varieties, excellent quality furniture, and amazing prices. But the second one immediately after oh that God. says, I was livid. I wasted my money and time having someone <laughs> having someone sit in my home all day. <laughs> That's the guy from what? the commercial. He goes into your home and he just sits there. That's a great business plan. Well, here's another. So I did just talk up Yelp. But here's another issue is that Michelle W. from Bronx, comma, Bronx, comma, New York. I don't. I wasn't aware there was a Bronx inside of the Bronx. She She's said an great avid customer listener. service. She said great customer service. And by the way, this was well, this was July 30th. This was uh, a few days ago. Yeah. Great customer service received the quarter furniture from Nayla. Purchased a sleeper and now purchasing Kinda a bedroom set. Wonderful experience. Very knowledgeable salesperson. In parentheses, Nayla, because she didn't already tell us. Kinda do recommend. Again. Three exclamation points. And guess how many stars she gave? One. Oh, that that one star is just it's just for Nayla. How do you not understand <laughs> how many stars to give? It's like it's, people have been giving out stars since the beginning of time, and maybe it's because she spells Michelle M E. C H E L L E, which is another peppy of mine. Mm. If you can't spell your own name, I, I'm not going to respect you. Like, you can't, well, I do respect a lot of people who spell their names incorrectly. I should say that for the record. But, like, to play my character, I don't respect anyone who spells their name wrong. But, yeah, so I don't know how you could give one star if you really like the place. I mean, in what, like, I'm just, what, you can't even make an excuse for this. I mean, maybe they got it confused with the scale of one through five. Like one being the best, five being the worst. Trey, would you say you spell your name correctly or incorrectly? hundred percent, it's correct. You can Trey Zingus is the correct rendition. Yeah. How many How many other ways have you seen that spelled? Well, I've seen uh, Trey. Oh yeah, true. It's a good point. That's I've a good seen, point. Yeah. All right, but uh, Trey, it's T R E T R E Y T R A Y. Yeah. T R A Y is usually short for Trayvon, though. T R A I. Shout out Black Trey. Shout out Black. Yes. He's a, yeah, talk about a good Twitter guy. Uh, but yeah, if you spell <laughs> Trey, like Trey Turner from the from the Panthers, T-R-A-I, that's an example of someone who doesn't know how to spell the name. Ke- Kevon Looney, which I refuse to call him Kevin, K-E-V-O-N, mm-hmm. Ryan Healy, R-Y-O-N. Like, these are people that, you know, I don't know how they play professional sports. Isn't no. there a dude on the Nationals named Trey? It's like T-R-E-A or something? Uh, yeah. And it's like, gross. That's, cool, that's, that's a not cool it. spell. What about? That's a good it's just T with an R in it. 
How, how would, Montrez Harrell? Is that spelled correctly? Oh, yeah. That guy's name is like a, a literal <laughs> there's a, on fire there's a Z in there. There's an L there. It's just everywhere. His name is like what vomit would look like if it was spelled out into a name. Who, who puts a silent L on the end of their name? <laughs> it's, Big it's, it's grossly weird. And it's not him. I mean, poor Montrezl growing up, you know, with his name. It's his parents who really did it to him. Can you imagine sitting in class with him the first day and the teachers are trying to pronounce Always. his name? What do you think he gets? Oh, just, just call me M. Or, <laughs> he just, Harold? Is there a Harold in here? You know how many times he had to hear, like, uh, sorry, I don't want to butcher this name, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, sorry I, in advance. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to mess this up. Montrezel? Is it French? <laughs> it might be. So like they could have had they could have had CJ Watson or Norris oh, Cole. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I mean like and Brandon Jennings, but and I mean well, Mario Chalmers. Like Ian Clark. The Grizzlies. But if you think about it, it's like okay, Ty Lawson, you know, the off court issues, I don't know if you want him like mentally. He signed in China, right? Right, yeah, he, and he's gone anyway. Darren Williams washed, and it's really just comes down to like Brandon Jennings, Aaron Brooks, Ramon Sessions, Ubre. Um So I, I don't know. This is like a fine signing. Obviously, it's not too it's not too crazy. Talk about it. I mean, when is that guy gonna get back in the league? I miss him. Um, but one of my favorite players. Without could have signed Tony Douglas. I would have been here oh, for the Tony Douglas. Turn. I forgot Tony Douglas even existed. If we're doing this, why don't we just get Alexi Shved, too? Let's, I'm let's, saying we get a pull. Like, we're head deck, dude. Come on, don't disrespect Tony Douglas by saying Alexi Shved was also a... Never no, Alexi Shved was a Nick for, like, a minute. Tony, Tony Douglas, he was a Nick for, like, a, a minute. starting point guard for the Knicks. Tony Douglas is like arguably... He and Tony Roten basically had the same tenure as a Nick. Oh, Tony I Douglas. forgot about Tony hey. Roten. Tony no Roten. way. Tony no, Douglas. I, Shved actually played some games. I don't think Roten ever played a game for the Knicks. Arguably, Roden and Lamar Roden played the same amount of games for the Knicks. Oh, Tony Douglas played three years for the Knicks. He played a Just total three. of uh, 175 games. He used Arguably, to the, he used one to of the top the... 15 greatest starting point guards in Knicks history. Arguably, True. right behind Baron Davis. Yeah. Oh my God. He, he was. Get Diddy. <laughs> was I'm scared of saying this in on a podcast, but he was not that bad. As he was not as bad as Tony? people made him out to be. Who? Yeah. Tony? Tony had a couple Tony of good Dunn. years. I was there. I was Tony at the garden did. the night when he he got the three point record. It's a former former Knicks three point holder. Tony, Tony did everything that he could do though. Like they, he was he was like this weird undersized shooting guard who could only shoot threes. And they were just like, hey, you gotta be a point guard full time. And he was, and you we all were like, starting point guard. Yeah, you gotta be a starting point guard. And everyone, probably including Tony, was like, no, that's a bad idea. And they were just like, all right, we'll just go out there. Uh, Pass the ball at the top of the key and shoot a bunch of threes. And he was like, all right, fuck it. We had, that a, was playoff, job. We had a playoff team where our starting backcourt was Tony Douglas and Landry Fields for a minute there. Yeah, that was weird. We, and that Shout was, that was during the Miami years, too. We had a playoff team. with those. Well, so remember, when, uh, remember we had Anthony Carter that first year after the Mellow trade? Dude. And he, and he uh, oh asked to be... Uh, he asked to be... Uh, what was it? To guard Dwayne Wade in the... Was it the playoffs? Or was it during the season? I think it was dog. during the season once they first traded for him, and he said he was uh he was like the Dwayne Wade stopper. Does anybody else remember this? No. No, but I uh, do remember Travis Lair, the LeBron stopper. I do remember oh, that. Oh, my God. The real number six of New York, you know? Cool it. Do you remember when he 
Remember when Porzingis wore 46 in Summer League because he didn't want to take Travis Ware's number? <laughs> Travis that's, fucking Ware. That's, that tells you everything you need to know about Travis Ware. That guy had a lot of street cred. He, he was a legend in New York. I'm that guy had instructions on his jersey. Porzingis. Yeah, no, I want that, one of those that's, Summer that's League that's Talk about it. Is there an uglier number? I mean, this is probably a better topic than the jersey one we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Is, yeah. is there any uglier number on a jersey than 46? 17. That's a very ugly number. 17, 17 is ugly. You, I, I feel like you can get away with anything up to like, like 30. 30. 30, 30, I feel like in the 30s is where it starts getting weird. But like 43, a big man could pull that off. 42, David Lee pulled it off. Or did he pull so it off? So did Jackie Robinson. 40, 42, for the I see. Yeah. 43 is weird. 43 is also weird. 43 is a little weird. 45, I feel like I've never seen a jersey in the 60s. Yeah, I was gonna say like a, a number like uh you know on the flip side literally sixty four, is weird. Yeah, like I've seen a bunch of seventies. Yeah. I've seen like I've even seen some nineties. I've never seen sixties and eighties. I think sixty nine would be a decent number. Nice, nice, nice. It's it's hard to wear uh, numbers above uh what's it um like fifty five because it you know obviously it's a recent thing and people don't really do it. But Bo Outlaw, one over forty six with the Suns and 05. Dennis I think Bell, New York Nick for it. I think 50's got to be the cap. Like you either at Zebo or you go right to like Aaron Judge at 99. Like that's it. I, I like how oh. 55 looked on Jorts. Yeah. Oh, shout out Jorts. Oh, that's, oh that's come a, on. That's a classic the 55. The Kembe is 55, guys. Yeah. Cool. Kembe. Right, what, 55 yeah. is the max. It caps is a out big of 55. Man number. Yeah. But that used to be the max. You used to not be able to go over 55. And now you can. But you have to get approval or whatever from the league. Boy, you I, I would argue from the league. This, yeah, I think so. I would, I think really? so. Yeah, that's there's a legend that uh, that's why uh, they they said there's and I actually tried to do a story on this for SI. I looked into this um, when we launched the crossover. This whatever it was last uh, fall, we were I was going to write a story about why no NBA players wear the number sixty nine. And there was a there's a rumor, a legend out there that Dennis Rodman wanted to wear number sixty nine. And he called the league office for approval, and David Stern would not let him wear number 69. I talked to people who have been in the league office for, like, many years, people who have been working for the NBA for, like, 30 years. No one knows. They claim to know nothing about this incident. Um, It sounds like something that would have happened. Yeah, that's uh, so unlike David Stern to not let someone wear 69. Exactly. No NBA player has ever worn number 69, and I, I... I think that might there might be something to that. I think Rodman tried to wear it and he got shut down. Uh, see, that is what you should have started the conspiracy theories with. That is a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've talked I talked to multiple people in the league. They were like, "I'm sorry, I know nothing about this," and I think it's all a big cover up. I, I don't know if it I actually a cover up, and the people I talked to are very nice people. But I don't know. It, why would something like that wouldn't arise out of thin air? Would it? If Dennis Rodman, like, he's kind of in that area where you just kind of believe anything you hear about him. It's true. But then you believe nothing you hear about him, too. No, I believe everything. Yeah. Like that story? Believe it. 100%. What number Mint. does Ronnie wear? 31? 31, right? That's a bullshit number. That might be the worst I've seen on a jersey. Oh, come on. That's, that's, that's a bullshit 31's fine. It's a fine number. There are, you can get it's mad about a It's a fine number. It's a dangerous number. lead. Like, 20, Honestly, 21 is fine. 31 sucks. I'm sorry. Anything in the 40s is terrible. That's in my opinion. I'm always, I'm number 40 whenever. My player or anything like that. 
to take on the 40. The fuck is wrong with you? There's so many yeah. better numbers. Like, any other that's, number. That's, that's, a, that's a freak time. That's what it is. That's, that's, why, that's well, why Harrison Barnes got let go from the Warriors. Yeah, yes. We don't like your number anymore. Mm. Or maybe Fuck Kevin Durant. I, don't, I really don't know. It's hard yeah, to say. One or the other. Or 40, actually. Here you go. A lot of players have won 40. Wow. Jeremy Evans. Marshall he, uh, Plumlee. Dunk wasn't Vin Baker 40 it was Vin Baker 42 42 I want to go 42 Vin Baker Boban, Boban wears 40 Glenn Robinson 40 Ooh. Boban wearing 40 is just his shoe size Cody Zeller by the way did anyone see Cody Zeller mowed his own lawn yeah what a hero yeah that was that? nice NBA players are just like us is it a metaphor or something or he just literally mowed his lawn no, he mowed his lawn. He Snapchatted or Instagram story that he just was at home and his dad made him mow the lawn. Relax. Push mower or a ride on? No, it was a riding mower. He doesn't have that hard. It's not even mowing yeah, the yeah, lawn. Thank, yeah. I, it really is. Going I, for I, a drive. I used to work very long pushing the lawnmower. But no, uh, I think um, the other weird thing about that is like they have Tyler and they have, there's like one other Zeller, but I guess he's Luke. too old. Luke, but he's like older, right? He's like 27 believe, yeah, or something. I believe he's the oldest. So, like, it would have been weird for a 27-year-old man to mow the lawn, but, like, 24-year-old Cody, or he's, he's, well, Luke's 30. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, are we going to talk about the Knicks? Yeah. What's up with the, let's go to Kyrie Watch. We I have, have notes on this. And, oh, we have notes on Kyrie. I was going to say. There we go. No, well, just my own notes for the podcast. Oh. I wrote Kyrie Watch. Nah, he not coming. Nothing new. That's all I got. Not coming here. Well, Sounds about right. Any rebuttals? What was that, Kenny? It ties in with the Mello thing, right? Because now Mello says, and I and I'm really sorry to talk all this uh, a, a bunch on this on the show. I don't. I know you guys are like great at the pod, but this is the one thing that I was like really ready to talk about on the pod was the Mello thing because uh, was- Ian Begley, like nicest guy ever, like you know, good friends with Ian, uh, tweeted the other day. You know, it, it's hard to knock Mello. For using his no trade clause when it's just what the organization gave him, you know, like, and, and basically the, there's a big stance like, hey, don't, you know, don't get mad at Melo, get mad at Phil, you know, he was the one who put the no trade clause in, it's not Melo's fault. Um, I'm not knocking Melo, you know, I think I've, I've kind of been in his corner for the whole time that he's been in New York. I thought that, um, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, it, it, he saved them a little bit of money, I guess, by signing before the cap bumped up and. He's, for the most part, he's kind of wanted to do right by New York. But to say that you can't knock Mello at all is just false. You absolutely can knock Mello because if he really, like, believed in this organization or wanted to help the organization, he would absolutely and – it's, and it's not like you're asking him to go play in, you know, uh, a Philly where they're still rebuilding a little bit or – I mean, even I – I guess you could be convinced to play in Philly. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not like you're saying, hey, go play in, like, Memphis or – you know, Utah, where, you know, it's kind of like, you don't have, it, he, he's basically being asked to play with his, like, one of his very good friends on a good team where he can maybe win. And, the, you know, if he really cared about the organization and wanted to do right by the Knicks and wanted to do right by New York City, you know, if the Knicks could get Kyrie for, in a trade for Melo, then he should, you know, waive his no trade clause and do it. And it's not like he has to be there for another five years. What does he have, two years left on his deal? Um, is it three? Is it two? I think he's got a year. He has a player option next year, right? There's only two yeah, more years so, in the deal total, and I think after yeah, yeah, 
I think the early termination kicks in, but go go play with LeBron. You know, you'd do a great thing for the Knicks getting them a, a franchise point guard, and you'd be remembered as the guy who came here, believed in the organization. I mean, I guess Stat was the first guy technically, but um, you know, and and it wouldn't totally make up for that. You know, demanding the trade and getting the Knicks to trade all their assets, which again is another thing you can knock Melo for. Uh, but uh, it would certainly go a long way to help them because at least on the way in. They had to give up a lot for you, but on the way out, they did get uh, an all-star back for you. My own, go ahead. I was gonna say, my only rebuttal to that is, what if it wasn't just Phil that he had problems with last year? Like that front office, as we know, is cancerous, right? So most of the same pieces are there. It's just Phil's not. So what if he had it? We don't know privately what may have happened either. If it was more than just Phil. But that's maybe that's where things have changed now is now he you know it seems like he's done a 180 where he before was, you know, doing right by the organization. Suddenly he's just like, fuck it. So that's sort of what I'm thinking is something must have happened where it's not just Phil. He must have it out with everybody back there if he's really throwing caution to the wind, because I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't add. I mean, last season we knew it was Phil. We knew publicly all the barbs that were going back and forth. But like even now. You know, I think I saw the report today. He has, hasn't spoken to them all summer, has no interest to. And I was like, something's not right. If, if there's supposed to be a regime change and he's a ch- supposedly transitioning and trying to get out, like, why wouldn't you at least want to talk to them? So that's the only thing that I could think of was what if, like, you know, Steve Mills was a part of this and he wants no parts of helping Steve Mills or, you know, now he's fallen out of favor with Dolan or, you know, the list goes on. But that's what I was speculating. I just don't think I he just, cares anymore. You know, like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just think he's, yeah, he's like, you know, the the quote that he said today or the, you know, it was like, he's at peace. He knows what's going to happen with everything. He knows that he's not going to get to Houston right now. And to me, that's a, the biggest indication that he's going to stick around for a while. And I don't think it's so much with him. I, I think he's just reached his fuck it moment. You know, he's just kind of, you know, he's probably still got big problems with Steve Mills. He's probably still got big problems with a lot of the front office. He probably, but he like, he doesn't care anymore. He'll play out his last year. He'll take his, you know, he'll probably terminate his contract and he'll go somewhere else. He's got the money. It's not, he doesn't have to be too worried. I know it's a lot to leave on the table and he's not going to make that, but you know, he can get out in a reasonable amount of time. Um, and then that might be the best move for him. Cause he gets to see what the murky Cleveland situation looks like. And, you know, he, and there'll probably be more teams that are closer to being a contender a year from now than there is right now. So I, I don't know. I think he's just willing to wait it out now at this point. By the way, in the last hour, we just got another mellow workout video with uh, Chris Brickley. Uh, hoodie? It's, uh, it's just really. Yeah. No, what kind no of hoodie, hoodie was he wearing? No hoodie. Nope. Just no hoodie. Gray shorts. And he was actually, uh, it, it, the caption was that he was mentoring the youths or teaching the youth. So I guess it was like a little kid he crossed up or not a little kid, <laughs> he might have been a little old, but I don't know. Mel's looking good. Look, I, I agree that there, sure, there could be issues in the front office and we don't know that and, and it could be an old thing. Who knows? But the one thing I will say about the 180 that he pulled was it did happen after the Knicks and Rockets were close on a trade and I think that there was probably a conversation and they told him, hey, you're going to get traded to the, the Rockets and we're just ironing out the details and, you know, uh, trying to figure out what we're going to get back. And so I think that he might have, I'm assuming or guessing that he probably got word from someone in the organization, hey, we're sending you to Houston. And he was like, okay, cool. And then started like getting mentally prepared for Houston, maybe hit up Chris Paul and 
Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, there he's not, he might not go to Houston. And then the new guy said, oh, well, you know, maybe we want to uh, keep you. And uh, okay, well, now Kyrie's available for a trade. Let's trade you to Cleveland. And he's like, no, 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 you told me Houston. Like, I, I've already, like, you know, started talking to Chris and whatever. And like, I'm set on Houston. Like, don't trade me anyway. And like, now that he has that power, he can say that with the no trade. That's the only thing I think. I, I think there was something that happened behind the scenes. And he was told, hey, you're going to Houston. And then all of a sudden they like waffled on that and he got upset. I did want to believe that too. Yeah. I did want to read a couple of like direct quotes from him. So the reason why we got some, we got some mellow speakers, he was at something in Baltimore. What was going on? A ribbon cutting ceremony for a park in Baltimore. Um, And so he was speaking there and he called the last 12 months after winning Olympic gold. As an Olympic, as an emotional roller coaster, maybe an Olympic roller coaster too. It's a new sport. Um, and then later on, he said, I had to find peace with myself, kind of find happiness again. I kind of lost that a little bit, but I'm finding it now and it feels good. So those quotes from there kind of lead me to think that, you know, he's either A, he's good with the situation, he's good in New York, he's going to stick around here for a while. Or the other side of it means that might be him opening up his trade list a little bit too. So I it might it might go beyond Cleveland. It might go beyond Houston. Maybe Cleveland's the one saying no with the Kyrie for Mello swap. But you know they yeah, have they, they have a new GM there. Straight, the thing with that is like I think the Knicks would be it's gonna sound bad considering what's happened in the past, but I think that it wouldn't be dumb to trade maybe a couple firsts in the deal. And with the Knicks kind of not playing that well right now, the first draft picks could be worth something. Um, you know, they could also, I mean, I don't know what they'd give them. Would they give them Frankie? Would they, I, I don't know what the trade would look like, but it seems like the Cavs could definitely get something valuable back for Kyrie and, and not just Mello and just be a Mello for Kyrie Swap. The Knicks could also take one of those top, terrible contracts off their hands, like Shop and JR. And, um, I guess JR's not as terrible as Shuffers is, but that Shuffers contract's bad. The Knicks could maybe take that back just to get a franchise point guard. Um, I think the Knicks would definitely help him in this trade, for sure. And it's sad because I don't think it's going to happen because without Melo, it's kind of it would be kind of weird to I don't know if it would work. Um, so yeah, Kyrie Watch, he ain't coming. I don't think. I think he wants to come. I really do. I think he does too. I think it's the Knicks are his number one. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. He's a Knicks kind of star. He's nutty. He's from Jersey. From Jersey. Yeah. Is he actually from Jersey, or are we doing this uh, mellow thing again, where he lived here till he was seven, then actually was born and ra- or you know raised in Baltimore, and then came home? I, I think he's s- actually no, actually, actually, I lied. He actually is from Jersey because yeah. one of the guys that I work with, uh, he used to play AAU with uh, J.R. Smith in Jersey, and he played with Ky- or sorry against Kyrie once. And um, how are his ankles? Uh, they're they're not great. Yeah, they're not great. No, but well, but his his JR story was funny because I was like, oh, how was it like playing with an actual professional athlete? Because I played with guys who have played like overseas, but not like an NBA guy. And he's just like, um, it's exactly true what you would have thought JR Smith was playing like. Uh, I was on his AAU team all summer, and he didn't pass me the ball, not once. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I believe it because that's what we all would assume. Um, I agree. Well, I, I think the the more apt comparison when you're talking about the mellow thing is like 
if like calling Kyrie Australian because he was born in Australia is more of like the, you know, oh, like he's not yeah. really from Australia. Like he grew up, he went to high school in New Jersey. So he's a legit Jersey guy. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's a possible candidate. Like his contracts up after not after this season, but after next season, he could even like. That's one of those low key, uh, you know, because we don't really think about free agents that are that far out, but he could like maybe sign with the Knicks. And I think also Noah's contract will be off the books that season, right? So if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh, <laughs> nope, it's after 2019, 2020. Yeah, that doesn't so, sound right to me. Yeah, well, it's, so they're a year apart. Um, but I think uh, if Kyrie opted into his player option, he could sign with the Knicks in 2020. But he'd be like a little old then, right? I'm 28. Kyrie will go to the Knicks. Is that something? Heard, it, heard it here first. Heard yeah. it here first. It's Kyrie not, Irving will sign. Not the most scorching take that this podcast has had either. I can it's see that definitely happening. Not. I, I Especially would still... since we were just talking about whether or not Bob from Bob's Discount Furniture was actually dead. And That's not a hot take. Foster Bob. It's not a hot take because he for sure died. This is at least Bob too. That guy's been around with the exact same beard, the exact same beard color, hair color since I was eight, Great seven, think, that I can remember. You said at least two. You're this is at least Bob two. Three Bobs. Well, because this is no, okay. Normally, in conspiracy theories like this, you have to account for like unforeseen variables, right? Like it would make too much sense if like the old Bob just peacefully died and then Bob two took over and it's been that way ever since. What I'm thinking happened is Bob one died when we were younger, right? Bob two takes over, sudden heart attack three years in. Now they had to scramble to get a Bob three. So that's what I think maybe is we're on Bob three, and that's why they embrace this claymation thing. You ever notice how he's always uh, some little Gumby-like figure? That's what, like, I thought, I had heard the rumors, you know, the same kind of rumors that you heard about Steve from Blue's Clues. Like, I heard rumors that Bob was actually dead. That's why he was, the claymation was happening. I was like, why is there claymation? Someone told me that, oh, Bob passed away. Then all of a sudden he shows back up on TV. That ain't right. Unless they just, unless they just recorded, like, like he knew, like he had something terminal and he just recorded like 500 commercials one day, just got them, cranked them out. If you're watching this now, I'm already gone. Just replace, yeah, like replace like the, like S700 uh, model with the S800 and just like keep going and like, oh, we got new lazy boy recliners. They just keep on splicing in and like recording over one part of the commercial. Yeah. He, he does just, like, spew cliches. He'll be like, come on down. And then he'll just, you know, he'll be like, oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Bob's discount furniture soundboard going. <laughs> you know, that was the worst soundboard ever. There's one button. That's the whole, whole goddamn soundboard. We can't, we can't rope back around to Bob's discount furniture. And he was always just shaming, like, it was always Tempur-Pedic. Like, he has his vendetta for Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are so many other, like, competitors that make furniture, and it always Bob comes out. He's, like, talking about a couch. Yeah, he's talking about a couch, and then all of a sudden he's just like, yeah, you get my whole uh, couch and love seat set for nine ninety nine. And by the way, <laughs> he's just like, you can get my California king-size Bobopedic mattress <laughs> Only twelve ninety nine today. Tempur-Pedic charges thirty four hundred dollars, and then that was the shtick. The only the only company that goes harder on their competitors is is Sprint. Like, and that's the whole like other thing we could get into. 
that I don't I don't know if we have time for. But like that's the same way. Like Sprint is like going hard after Verizon, and Verizon doesn't give so a damn. They don't hard. care. Like my favorite Sprint's thing, like little brother, they're not gonna ever be. My mad. favorite thing about Sprint is the acknowledgement that they're not as good in every commercial now. Yeah, <laughs> they're always just like they're like, oh well, you know, like uh, whoever the uh, wise ass customer is in the commercial, just like. Yeah, but you guys aren't as good as Verizon. He doesn't say that out loud. He says something along those lines, like, "Oh, but Verizon has uh, 99% coverage, whatever the number is that's false." And then they're just like, "Well, we're within one percent difference." And it's like, so you're just <laughs> you're just casually taking an elf in a commercial that yeah, you pay for. I don't know about the one percent. The the people who can't get service, they're like holding up their Sprint funds, throwing them in the lake because they can't get service on their beach house because there's no coverage because they suck. There you go. I didn't yes. know that Sprint was a lower tier cell phone brand until like recently. I never had Sprint, so until I started seeing these commercials. I was, was going to say, do you have Sprint? No, I have Cricket actually. So, okay. I can't believe that people aren't as like people are so mad about KD joining the Warriors and like leaving the the Thunder. Like they should be way more worried or, or mad at the, the Verizon guy going to Sprint because that guy's just an asshole for doing that. Like right, like. <laughs> What like who, who does this guy think he is? He thinks that he's famous because he had those popping commercials back in the early two thousands, and and no one even remembers this guy. He comes out of nowhere. He's like, oh, I'm doing the popular thing now. I'm joining the, another team to train my hometown people who made me famous. I'm just gonna crap on them and all these commercials. Like yeah, that, that who, was, who does this guy think he is? Uh, nah, that was a that was a top five tagline all time. Can you Can hear, you hear me, now? me now? Right there with with the uh, with the Budweiser what's up commercials. Right there with the. Uh... Oh, there and you know what? There's also, endless I ones. We can go. That was, that was in a was that in a Kanye West song? What song what? was that? Oh, uh, something like Verizon. Uh, Hear me now, like Verizon or something. Oh, there was a there's a it's in a rap song. Oh man, what is it? Now it's gonna kill me. It could be in a Cameron song, honestly. Do you guys remember those old? Uh... Oh fuck! What was that? Uh. That 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 cell phone. Remember that young Jeezy cell phone commercial from like fourteen years ago. Fuck. No. No. I don't no. Know. What? What's going on? Where's Kenny? Boost Mobile, I think, when they first came out. Here. Oh yeah, Boost Mobile. Oh. Northside. Oh. Yeah. Southside. It was, it was, Mobile. It was the where you so at? Funny. It had Jermaine Dupri. Uh. Kanye, Ludacris. Oh, man. Boost that's Mobile. A, they a, did a whole like Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode centered around that. Boost Mobile, man. I am done with them. I went to school in the Bronx, <laughs> and I got, you know, the tapes are coming out. Tonight. This is why uh, I'm going to plug it right in the middle. I'm going to start my own podcast. Um, actually, I can pour on podcasts coming soon. But uh, we had, um, so at Fordham, he used to walk up and down Fordham Road, and outside of every Boost Mobile, there was so there uh, there would be I, be, I would say about 40% of the time there would be people handing stuff out, right? But 100% uh, of the time, uh, I mean they probably shut it down at like 1 a.m. There would be this loud ass announcement coming from the speakers outside Boost Mobile, and it would just it, uh, no joke, and this is oh, like verbatim, it would just be like. Free phone, cell phone, cell phone, get your free phone, free phone today, cell phone, <laughs> free phone, boost phone, free phone, iPhone, smartphone, flip phone, boost phone, free phone, free phone today, free phone. And like literally, they would just say in two word increments, free phone, cell phone, cell phone, free phone. And 
honestly, it's genius marketing because you just like most people try to conceal that they're just throwing those terms out there to catch your eye or your ear. They just crowd you they with just it. Said it. They yeah. just said the word. They, they just, just said all the words together. And I never saw one person go in the store, but it kind of seems like great marketing. But it was really annoying. After people, four years of walking by that those Boost Mobiles on Fordham Road, I got really tired of that, and I will never buy Boost Mobiles. Because people are hearing broke. that from, from miles away, looking down at their watch and being like, yep, must be noon. <laughs> well, it is very loud in the Bronx, so I don't think you can hear it from miles. No, that's but, true. That's true. But uh, Which was good, which I was very happy about. But uh, yeah, that's like that was the most annoying thing ever. It was just like obnoxious. Well, how can you do that? Shout out to uh, Boost Mobile for trying to be a wholesome family brand now. Um, oh, yeah? I yeah, no, I'm seeing them, like, competing with, uh, they're, like, you know, fighting with, like, the Crickets and the, uh, the Metro PCS and the, uh, you know, the, I guess, Sprint to a, to a lesser degree. But, yeah, they're, they're trying to get back in there rather than just be, like, the official burner phone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nextels, Nextels were the perfect bur uh, burner phone. It was just yeah. a walkie fucking talkie. Uh, that gets risky how about, though. Like, how about like Excel Wireless? Wasn't that like a thing or something? Like what? Isn't there? A... Ooh. That's, I'm not making this up. I right? remember my yeah. first phone was a. Uh, I had a Virgin Mobile. Yeah, I had a pay as you go Virgin yeah, Mobile yeah. phone. That was, that was my first, first couple phone. Of phones. Yeah. That's like. Talk about a brand that's super popping outside the U.S. and like no one cares about in the U.S. and like they try so hard to make us care. Yeah, but you know who doesn't care? Richard, Richard Branson, Branson doesn't care. Branson yeah. He has the most legend. Uh, well, one of the most legendary episodes of Cribs I've ever seen. It was just him on an island. Branson His was on Cribs. Did nobody, um, nobody gets that one. Now, saw that one. now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna watch this when I get home. Okay, he's just gonna watch. Yeah. I'm gonna watch this Cribs. Is he really on Cribs? You were talking about the Virgin Islands. Wow. Oh, his crib like he was the Cribs. island. God damn, dude. Necker Islands. Him and, him and like Redman had the best episodes of Cribs I think I've ever seen. Hold on. Redman Hot take good. on Buzzfeed: Richard Branson's Necker Island, Caribbean Paradise, or Tropical Hell? Ooh. Is it actually it's bad to own your own island? I'm going to go with a no. As uh, an outside non-island owner, I will say, no, it's not a bad thing. As I, own a, owner, I own a house, and that's bad enough, so, I mean... Oh, my God. He had, like, a fire there, apparently. Like, yeah. on the whole island, or, like, a controlled it's, tiny so maybe, fire? I don't know. There's so just maybe a picture of his house on fire. Oh, <laughs> No idea. There's just that a sucks. house. I thought it was a volcano at first. I was like, Breaking. that's really bad. But it's just a... His house was just on fire. He's still, was, he's still oh, my got God. The... It was it was struck by lightning during Hurricane Irene. Wow, that's wild. That's literally so the only damage that Hurricane Irene did. <laughs> Just the Richard Branson. My God, life. Well, there was a yes. there was a tree uprooted in my front yard, and I was really upset that people thought that Hurricane Irene did nothing because I was like, look at my tree, and it's gone. It's in my front yard, just all over the yard. I left my but house, I, went to my aunt's basement, sat there for like six hours, and nothing happened. And then. Next year, I was already moved out, but everyone's like, nah, nothing's going to happen. And then Hurricane Sandy hits, and then just... Just depends where you live, I think. Long Island, so... Well, I, yeah. I was well, no, yeah, Long Island, so... Some yeah. people had it worse than others. Yep. Anyway. Wow, I can't believe we've only made it three, uh, four, 
no, three bullet points down this rundown. Let's let's uh let's get sort of back on track here. Let's cover like the three jerseys that have been released so far, and uh. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's talk about what what, 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 what do we have? The Hornets, the Blazers, Sixers, uh, the Sixers, those Pacers jerseys that I was formerly in on, and now I think I'm back out on. Uh. No, it looks like uh, looks like there are a, a lot of them here. Unless people came up with new jerseys, I'm looking at an article on Soul Collector. They have most. Of, they have a lot of jerseys. I mean, so every, everyone who's got their ads on them now has got them out already, right? Uh, there are some that have ads. Some don't right now, but I mean, obviously, they're all going to. I think, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know about this year, but I think by within like two years, I think every jersey's going. Or I think it's up to the teams, right? Like the teams kind of get full control of what they're going to do with that. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so I have two. I have a few problems. One, the Thunder didn't change their jersey at all, and they had the ugly. They had the ugly. Not a single bit. They changed nothing. Perfect opportunity. They exactly like this is the one chance you have. They have a great excuse to change your jersey. They have. I. I, I mean, I don't know what you could do about the colors. Like, I don't know if you could change the color, but it's just such a boring jersey. It's just, bleh. and they have the same jerseys. Um, oh, they did add OKC to the, the waste. What do they freaking do? Uh, and then the other problems I have, uh, before we get into, like, favorites and not favorites, I mean, I'm happy the Bulls didn't change their jersey because it's, like, an iconic jersey. But I will say I'm really annoyed that the, the little, um, I don't know what you call them, the straps or whatever, the shoulders, the jersey is so, it looks like a, a track a track and field jersey. Like this is, and I and I know this has nothing to do with the designs. It has everything to do with Nike and how they're making the jerseys. But like, if you look at a mock-up of like uh, uh, the Kings, like I mean, it, it's comically the the little parts on the shoulder are comically undersized, and it looks like you're a runner, and it's just not. It doesn't look right. I don't like it at all. I don't like that this is the way the jerseys are going. Um, but in terms of you designs, like, you mean that yeah. little design that comes down? Whatever that little like, uh, end cap is. Just the actual little, width of it, yeah. Like, literally, like, if you, like, the straps that go over your shoulder to connect the jersey, like, the little... Like, the oh. neckline. Yeah, so, yeah. so they went from doing, like, the full-on wide jerseys, and now they look like those dude bros at the gym when they go to right. lift. It's literally, like, it's, right, yeah, it's literally, like, yeah. it's literally, like, that thin, and it's just, like, a thin strip now that goes over, and it looks like, it's, like, skin tight, and it looks like you're, like, running track and field, and it's, like, what do you, you know... How long before like, LeBron rips one of these jerseys just on a dunk? He that might was do the other purpose. thing. Is LeBron played so well in the sleeve jerseys, and no one talked about it. Everyone just said he hates them, but he actually played so well in them. So well that he chose for the Cavaliers to wear them in Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals, and they won. What well, a 180 he did on those. He hated them. He came out with just like, his phone And then but remember, he was shooting. Like, he kept taking threes for whatever reason. He's not a very good three-point shooter, so... Just Clearly, that, they were literally that, that one year in Miami, he was like a 40% three-point shooter, and then that was it. But anyway, like last year? And, then he, like, and then he just started ripping the sleeves as if, like, yeah, that's what's bothering you. I mean, it might have been, but still, like... You do what it, you want when you're popping. He did, it, you know? he did it on national TV, like, just making a scene that... I don't know. Right, but at the same thing. time, like, like I said, I think he was... That was one of my hashtag important things. I think he was, like, 6-0 and in the playoffs... With the or the Cavs were six and zero in the playoffs with with the sleeve jerseys and LeBron played out of his mind and it was like, you know, they, they had superpowers but didn't help him this year. I actually looked it up 
uh, before game five, and they had not played well in the sleeve jerseys this year, so the magic ran out. We but yeah, I don't like the snaps. Can we talk about these Indiana Pacers jerseys? I like them. Yeah, I, I can't stand these I things, man. I don't like them. I don't like that it's a circle and then the stripes oh. on the side look terrible. I like. I was in. I was in at first. I was because I just hate the Pacers. You know, I hate them so much. And then mm. this looks so different from the normal Pacers shit that I was used to. And I was like, wow, these are actually not bad. You know, there's a lot of circular trends going on, but this was different. I thought, and at first I was like, wow. I think because it was so different, I was like, this is nice. I like this. And then it took me like three days of seeing it on Twitter repeatedly, and then I was like, all right, this jersey fucking sucks. I think. I think I'm back out on this it. This thing. It looks like. Like a jersey from like 40, 50 years ago that like you would look at now. Like maybe you'll get in like, you know, 2K or something. And you look at it and you're like, man, that jersey is fucking ugly. But you like putting your players in it just to see what it looks like. Like this can't, I don't see this jersey lasting like more than two years before they redesign it. This is going to get so stale so fast. The Pacers have always had bad jerseys though. Like they've never had a good design. Yep. Besides that, like royal blue that they had in like the late 80s, early 90s, like Reggie Miller's like first couple of years. They were good then. Those pinstripes were decent, like the Jermaine O'Neal era ones. They, they were okay. They, they, they were not decent. I thought they were terrible. Yeah, they were not good. But I, I, not I good. think that's one That's one franchise that has never really figured out. I mean, they, they are really struggling to figure out their jerseys. Good. They, maybe good. they yes. need to just good. totally rebrand. Like, I'd be okay with the Pacers. Like, the Pacers. I think you got to move the Pacers to Seattle. Oh, I'd be so for that. That gets, that gets. The Pacers aren't integral to the NBA in any capacity. They never were. Get them out. Got no need for them. No need. But they, they're original ABA team. Like they've got kind of, they kind of have like that history. Even get them out. I'm like looking at their historic jerseys. Like even their old jerseys look terrible. Their first jerseys just said Pacers, and they were all white. And they put that weird-ass stripe that goes across the top and down the side in, which was, like, kind of trendy at the time. It looked terrible. they I don't think they've ever had good jerseys, like, right? They've had, at best, a solid jersey. I don't think they've ever they tried the cursive. The, the cursive, the closest thing they had to a good jersey. The, I don't think the blue is very good. I'd argue those Hoosier oh, jerseys. They had the one with the stripe. Oh, no, those Hershey. Those Hoosiers, just the top. Just the top. Fuck nope. the short. Yeah, those Fuck are I like no. those. But those are out. I was out on those. I just like the tops. Just the jersey itself and not the shorts. I was... They suck. <laughs> Jesus. Do you guys remember the jersey they had? I didn't even realize they had when the, it was like Pacers and then it was like a stripe through it, like ESPN style. Ugh. No. Terrible. I don't yeah. even want to put that in my so, brain, to be honest with you. This is a bad history of jerseys. It's bad, bad jersey history. Well, uh, let's go immediately to good history of jerseys. The Portland Trailblazers have... Best best jersey in the league have they they got whatever their impeccable jersey design was and they just stuck with it like 50 straight years shout out to portland that is a great jersey design and they've never like they've changed it a little bit they've tweaked it a couple of different times but like largely it's been the same and then the nike released those new ones same thing little tweaks still looks beautiful they're like the only team in sports that's managed to make a diagonal strike uh stripe work yeah i don't know how yeah that's good that's a good point it does work I think I think that's like I would go my I would my my player I would play with the Blazers just so I could have that jersey out because it looks so good. Uh-huh. And those Rip City alternates that they have. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and the court that they, even their court like everything like aesthetically about the Blazers is good. 
It, it just it do is. We, do we know where the nickname Rip City comes from? Um, like yeah, the announcer. The announcer because they ripped the nets, like on their on their made shots. I believe it's something like that. Don't quote me, but I feel confident in that answer. So actually, maybe yeah, quote me. I'm going I'm going on record with that one. Quote him. Okay. I'm pretty sure their announcer um, coined uh, that phrase because no, they ripped the net. No, it looks like okay. I actually like I I don't know why I ask these questions when I can just Google them. But anyway, here I am googling the answer. Um, it says that Jim Barnett, Trailblazers guard. Uh, yeah, that you're right. Launched a deep shot to tie the game, and then their play-by-play announcer Bill Shonley just blurted out, "Rip City." This was in uh, fan sided. But I, like I don't it. think he had nothing to do with ripping the net. He just like took a deep <laughs> shot, and the guy just said, "Rip City," which sounds like something I would say. That always adds. Whenever you add "city" to the end of anything, that's such a like, static like, New York. It's awesome. We have goals like at SI to get, you know, if like if our tweets like start to blow up and like they get embedded in an article, I'll just like slack my boss and be like embed city. Like I love you. Anytime you add city to the end of something, it's great. You know. Is I it do. Not? I, I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Comeback city. Whenever you're making a big comeback, it's good. Um, did the Detroit Pistons always have that little logo on their shorts? The P. No, right. No, right in the center of their waistband. Oh no, I think that's a new thing that Nike's new? doing. Yeah. They kind of have that with every jersey so far, right? The waistband logo. Oh yeah, OKC's got that. The, the Blazers got that. It. Blazers have Rip City on their on their waists. Oh, the Hornets. The Hornets, though. Oh, yeah. it's a little weird. On the their waist, they have a little. Uh, oh no, 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 no. On the on the Hornets' waist, they have a Hornet, but it looks like a. It almost looks like either a bull or the Kobe system logo. Maybe it's a bull because of Michael Jordan. Maybe he's got that much influence. That would be wild. I don't think it is. No, the Sixers have one. New, all, the, all the pictures of the Sixers, all I can see is Mark Health oh, and the cover. This is, this is going to sound weird, but I like that stuff I've logo on that jersey. It looks nice. For which ones? <laughs> stuff uh, um, that, that's just. I think that's as good an ad as you're going to have. That logo blends in very nicely with that jersey. Yeah, you it's think the whole white background and everything? Yeah, I do. Because you got the Nike logo opposite it, and it's it's a very white jersey to begin with. The shape is kind of, like, okay, and then the stub is very understated. And I like Again, like as understated as it could be on a jersey. I think that's a sexy logo on that jersey. I, I, really I, I, I have okay, not been on. paid by StubHub to say this. It doesn't look bad. I, also, I like it on the white. I like it on the homes. I don't really like it on the away jersey as much. We still have okay, to see. Fair. I kind of like well, it. Like you look at, like look at the pist, like the Pistons. Yeah. The big red ad, like that's like for flag, like that stands out. You know. Like well, that's what the the Nets had like that too initially. Tag. What's yeah. what, Do we have a worst? We still have to see what um, Cleveland does because they no, have that Goodyear logo. I think we decided the worst uh, last week with Tyler. When we vaguely skimped on that was uh the blue almond diamonds Kangs or blue no, diamond almonds. No, I don't, I don't mind the blue diamond almonds. I think that the Pistons one's the worst, man. That Flagstar Bank just looks awful. At least it's red. It's just so obnoxiously an advertisement. I'm just not a fan ways. of the box. Yeah, the box, and it's red too. Like it doesn't even change colors with the jersey. Like you could, I don't like it. Oh yeah, that you know what? I didn't even see that flag start. That is, yeah, that's bad. It's just a box. It looks like a fucking Supreme logo on there. 
Shout out, Hype Beast. Yo, why didn't Supreme sponsor any of these jerseys? They would have had the hottest jersey. Hey, the Knicks still haven't announced their sponsor yet. It's going to be Chase. Yeah, it's going to be Chase. It's going to have a box logo. Yeah, I don't like this Kings logo because their ad is blue and it just... No, it's bad. Jersey's purple. Like, it's really setting me off. Like, at least the Pistons, like, they have red on their jerseys and then they have a red ad logo dude companies just but, get so finicky with their like colors and their logos like some of them like some of these box ones they'll like they'll let you do what you do because it's like you know it's not their i guess number one logo but like that's blue that's blue diamonds branding right there like they're not going to change that shit to purple oh, for of course a second. they're not and of course yeah I mean, it's, it's blue diamond so but still like i just I also the amount out. of money they're paying to have their like ad or, or company on there they're not gonna they're not gonna be like oh yeah like let's just change the like they're paying so much money they're like you put our goddamn logo on there and you're not gonna bitch about the color now do we have an amount do we know how much they're paying for these i mean i think it's no. like team by team it's but... not a few hundred dollars i'm assuming that they're not good i'm i, I gotta imagine it's probably like i want to say two mil but i feel like that's way too low I don't know. I have no idea. It's got to it's got to like, it's probably like 13% left by the way. What's that? And I have like 13% battery left by the way. Oh, no I don't you know what? Uh we I can't believe we made it an hour into this podcast. Hour yeah. and 7 well, minutes. I'm we got probably got another solid 10-15 minutes before I gotta, I'm going to die here. All right. Well, um what what do you got to say? What do I have to say? Yeah, what do you I, have I to say? Rolling along. Do we have any more? Uh, do we have any more topics to discuss? Or would it be kidable? It's Chris' birthday. birthday. Yeah, that's true. Also, happy birthday. He says he's happy to stay in New York. It feels like home to him. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Did you see the McGregor quote uh, that yep. he said today? I know. I was waiting yeah. for it. Yeah, there it is. You bet. He he said he wants to. He's been watching a lot of Conor McGregor because. He's so mentally strong, and he hopes to learn how to Talk be so mentally it. strong. Talk about it, KP. This kid is something. I just, I just hope he learns some of the trash talk, because that would be very fun. Is like we have like humble KP all these years, and then like next year he comes in like balls to the wall, the way like McGregor was with uh, Mayweather, like, oh, if, why are you wearing a book bag if you can't fucking read? Like that's the <laughs> KP I want to see. If we can get, you guys remember though. Go ahead. If we can get KP to just hang out with Connor to talk, it, Jesus and Mero and like Big wow. Body S, that's a million dollar idea. Then, then I like guess. he's gonna have it. He's gonna have all the trash talking. Like, he's gonna be Gary Payton in like '96. Mm. That's what that's what KP is gonna be. If we just have you guys remember last before. last year, he said that would, but yeah, that would be like if they all lived together. That would be the the greatest like live stream. Just live stream. It. Just live stream the live. Yes. Like, whatever. Like the, in Lavar um, background. Yeah, oh. Lavar Ball, uh, future future Nick Lonzo Ball, Triple uh, B, bitch. We could hold. Dude, I am all in. I am all in. I am all in. <laughs> anyway, continue, um, so no, you guys remember last year or what was it? Two years ago, he said he was trying to learn how to trash talk. Uh, he so th- I think he won't say it, but I think he is watching McGregor to learn how to like talk shit and uh. you know. Like I, it, it right? It seemed like that because he did say he was quoted saying he's trying to learn how to trash talk. He's trying to get better at it. That's why you watch McGregor. You watch his mannerisms. You watch how he he, he intimidates opponents. Um, and uh, I think he does aspire to be a nice trash talker. And like 
Last year, he kind of started to get, he shed that humble KP a little bit in the sophomore year. Remember, he like got in that fight with uh, whoever it was. Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris. Was it Marquise Chris? Wow, look at my yeah. memory. Ooh. I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember he got in a fight with Marquise Chris. It's important things in life you got to remember. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, he's getting after it now. I like this new KP, and he's trying to get a little feisty on the court. So, that's good. Also, I just, because I remember he had an incident with Dirk. Not an incident, but like Dirk complimented how cold-blooded KP was. Does anybody remember this at all? Yes. All right, so I Googled it. An Ian Begley report, or an Ian Begley column came up and featured in Embedded City, Kenny Ducey. You're in this article. Um, Oh, I remember that. They used my gift. Yep. Uh, Dirk said he was staring me down as KP shot a Dirk fade. He was staring me down. That was cold-blooded, said Dirk, (laughs) of Porzingis. Yeah. So I'm here for KP learning all of the trash talk, multiple languages too. I hope. I hope he like starts cursing at people in Latvian, or whatever yeah. his I native language. He, I hope he just oh, curses he... at everybody in their own language. Like I hope he just because he yeah. he speaks Spanish, he speaks Italian, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Say, yeah. I think he knows what? four languages fluently. So I, I hope that he just keeps learning any other languages that are in the NBA, and that he specifically tailors his trash talk. That's what Kobe does. Did. I hope Kobe he gets so that. mean that he can like he can exclusively trash talk in Latvian, and that dudes will be like, I don't even know what the fuck this dude is saying to me right now, but it's it's getting under my skin. It's, that would be the that would be the goal. Yes, it's intimidating. Cool. Well, I would still be intimidated of Kristaps if he walked up to me on the street right now. By the way, he is still seven foot three. Yeah, I have a friend yeah. who's six and the ten. Reach. He can beat you up. I have a friend of 6'10", and that's intimidating. So I couldn't even imagine what a 7'3 guy would look like. Because that's... Um, yeah. If KP and Connor meet each other, like, my world collides. And if Odell Beckham is also there, my world has completely collided. We're going to have to make this happen. Yeah, can we make this... Over Odell Beckham. Come on. All right, this week's... Odell Beckham's bodyguard intimidated... Tried to physically intimidate me at the NBA Finals. Odell Beckham showed up. I was trying to take a picture of Odell Beckham's outfit, which, by the way, this happened like after I had already taken extensive footage of Odell Beckham saying hi to Steph Curry and the Warriors. I tried to take a picture of Odell Beckham's outfit, right? Bodyguard walks right up to me, blocks my view, and he's like, no pictures, no video. And I was like, dude, I did, I'm, I'm also not lying about something. I said, dude, like I really just enjoy his outfit. I just want to take a picture of it. And he's like, well, you can't. And I'm like, but it's a good outfit. Why can't I take a picture? Mm-hmm. And it's this I giant love- guy like, I, you know, I should have been really more scared than I was. And then, and then he was just like, no, like no pictures. And then like five minutes later, I took a picture. And he was telling us to everybody. He was just like, he was telling us to fans, he's like, no autographs, no autographs. Um, like, dude, this guy's been in the NFL like three years. You know, you can, media's allowed to take pictures of you. Like, it's not like I'm freaking TMZ, you know, I'm just trying to say like, yo, look at this jumpsuit Odell Beckham's wearing. But also, you were probably taking a picture on your phone, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because what I'm saying is like, because well, I'm sure like the no pictures thing probably used to be easier like 15 years ago when you couldn't do that. So if you someone was going to take a picture, it was like the four guys walking around with cameras. and You'd be like, hey, no pictures. And they'd be like, all right, I'm sorry. But now everybody has a phone, uh, a cell, uh, a camera on their phone. So you can't walk into a public establishment anywhere and be like, hey, no pictures. Because then we're going to be like, hey, as soon as you fucking turn around, we're taking it anyway. Like, <laughs> Like, you can't, you're not dumb enough to know that we're just like, all right, I guess he said no pictures. I'm just going to put my phone it's back like in my a, pocket. It's like, it's like I, th- I, th- 
think you're not actually allowed to take videos at, like baseball games. Like you're technically not allowed to take videos of game action and tweet it, or like even from any games. But like, how are you going to tell like forty thousand people like, yo, no, yeah. no tweeting the videos of what happens here? No way, no how, no videos. Like they're gonna, they do it anyway. And I'm not even joking. I think that used to be a rule, and or maybe still is. And it's just I think like it still is at most places. I was at. Yeah. This is a much smaller example, but I was at the Chicago Big Three game a couple of weeks ago. Humble brag. Yeah, I was taking pictures there, but like they had the same thing written in the in the rules when I got in there. Uh, they were like, you know, take photos, you go down the floor, or whatever, but no, uh, you, no video. I think it just has to do with the TV deals. Because they had especially and also them. that it was tape delayed. Like, it, yeah, it was so stupid. <laughs> I don't even want it. That's a whole other thing. I don't have enough battery power to talk about that. <laughs> That's dumb. That whole big three thing is just a bad idea. It was, it was, I got to say my favorite player of the whole show, Jerome uh, Junkyard Dog Williams. He was barking the entire time. You guys know who Jerome Williams is? Former Nick legend. No, that, is that Jerome James you're thinking of? Or? That's Jerome Jordan. Jerome Jordan. Jerome right? Jordan? No. Jerome Williams played for the Knicks? No way. There was a Jerome. Jerome, the junkyard dog, played for the Knicks in. He was also number thirty-one, so this comes full circle. Dude, he he played seventy-nine. Yes, he did too. Jerome oh, Williams oh, played yes, seventy-nine games for the Knicks in oh, a yes, No fucking way, dude! My Please. night just got made. I can yeah. Potentially... No, no, you just got to yeah. Please, my there's ups- a lot of my ups- He wore a lot. He wore yeah, all the uh, wristbands too. Oh, he did. Look at that. Yeah, he had every wristband. Dude, Dude once a Nick, always a Nick. You guys okay. Did you about Rip City. Oh man. Do you remember when people thought Jeremy Tyler was gonna be a good shit guy in the NBA? You say Jeremy. Like, Knicks Tyler. fans were like yep. in. Yeah. Remember, remember when Knicks fans were all in on Jeremy Tyler being like, I was. good, good. Oh yeah, I was. I was. I in. was too. I was in on Jerome Jordan. Well, I was because in wasn't on it, Jared Jeff, was, like any any Knicks big, I was pretty much in on. But was Jer- it Jeremy, Jeremy Tyler? Tyler's only twenty six right now. We'll see him again in the NBA. For I was sure. in on Travis Ware. How old is Anthony Randolph? I was in on Travis Ware. But Andy Tyler Brown was probably twenty seven. Tyler was a heavily uh, he was a heavily recruited guy in uh, high school, wasn't he? So was Ricky Leto, Nick Legend. Oh, he gets buckets, so it's different. Buckets. Oh. I'm talking about another guy I really thought could have been good. I was like, here's his chance in the NBA. This guy's super talented. He's going to play so well. And he's... You talking about Ricky Leto? Yeah. Are we talking about, are we talking about the same Ricky Leto? Because the one I know is a professional bucket getter. So I was all in on Ricky. <laughs> I loved him, and I thought he was going to be like, really good and stick around. And he just didn't. I wanted, him, I wanted them to draft him. I don't remember what year that was, but I wanted, I wanted him. And I, I got him. But. There's we could do a whole episode on like guys and bounds, and didn't like. I would say about sixty percent of the time these guys actually do, uh, pan out. Like the Knicks have great international scouting. They somehow find these random guys. Like even Papa Nicolau was like one of the few like stash guys to like actually make it to the NBA. Like not a lot of those guys actually make it. Um, like they found uh, they, they find like they found Lynn obviously it wasn't really international, but. Um, they, uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, off the top of my head, I guess it's hard for me to think of all. You got Chris Ops, them, you got like, Billy, you got, you know, even just a new era has been great. Yeah, Lampy. But, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe it's not international, it's just scouting in general, but they, they do find these guys that help them off the bench. 
Yeah, they've always drafted. Even like remember, well. remember when like Landry Fields like ended up getting a nice contract, mm-hmm. right? And like he's a second round guy. Harrelson, they like they got in the second round and he was really good. He was serviceable still, for a little bit. He should have been. Yeah, I I thought he was good, like legitimately good, and I'm like surprised that he's not in the NBA anymore. It's just a lot of the guys that I'm play like that. I think. But I just thought he yeah. was Remember when oh, uh. Yeah. We talked about this on the pod before, like uh, like a month or two ago. But uh, Kenny, were you in on uh, Maurice Endower? Not the first time, uh, not the second time, but the Endor. See, I can't say it still. Not the second time, but the first time. Remember, like there was collective yeah. outrage, and I, including myself, I was just like, I, not Trey was in on this, but I was, and I was like, wow, this guy looks like a, a like he could just be a, a baller in the NBA. Like he looks like he could earn some rotational minutes. I'm sold. I was, and in, then I was we in didn't too, get him. Yeah, summer league. Yeah, dude. Another funny story about that. So when that happened, and I, I have, I'm down to four percent battery, so we have to end this soon. Yeah. But when that when that happens, uh, uh, this is the last story I'll tell. The uh, I worked at the time. I was working at SI on the on the Wire staff, so I would write like these short breaking news posts. So they signed the Knicks signed Maurice Indoor, and I was like, there was now I was not doing anything. I was like, you know what? Like, f it. I'm gonna do this post, and I wrote a post about the Knicks signing Maurice Indoor, like really quick, took five minutes posted it and like i go up i go to get coffee now this one thing is like bleach report as you guys know links to a whole bunch of different articles right from different sites so i go to get coffee i come back i look at our like little uh our analytics thing mm-hmm. number one post on the site nick sign maurice endor thousands of people reading about this and it was because of the bleach report alert but like Dude, like, I mean, they've alerted a lot of our stuff before, and, like, it doesn't do that well. Like, Knicks fans were psyched that they signed Endor. This was last year, like, after they missed him the first time. People were really, like, in love with that guy for some reason. And, like, all he did was just, like, you know, just he was, like, good in Summer League, and then that was that was it. Yeah, that, that was it. That was literally so it. He was good in Summer League. Think about the times, though. Think about the times we were in. I mean, it was not looking pretty at that moment, and... That was was that Kristaps first year after his first year or was that before his first year? That I was, think it was before Kristaps. Yeah, so we had him and we had like Chris. no one else. We were looking for diamonds in the rough. He's he's on the he's on the all time typo team. Everyone spells his name wrong. It's not a capital D in his last name. There's no apostrophe. Everyone puts an apostrophe or a capital D. Neither of those things are true. I thought there was just an capital N. No, I just enunciated it wrong. I don't I don't think it's really gonna matter. I don't no, see. It By the it way, there's there's more one name. I'm trying to think of it now. On the, he played for the Knicks, and there were he would put two. Clyde would put two R's in his name. And no word. Well, first, no, that's not it. Are you talking well, about Yoke him or Maurice? Because <laughs> uh, Noah. Well, he does say Nor. No, no, but it wasn't that. But it was like well, the reason I for some reason I was reminded of Marcy and Gortat, which he would. He would pronounce Gortart, which made no sense. <laughs> God, uh, I feel like I know who you're talking about too. I can't think of it either. I can't. No, it was he was on the next like a couple of years ago. Uh, it's really, really, really gonna bug me because I bring this up all the time to people when I talk about Clyde, and uh, I'm gonna search. I've definitely tweeted about it before, and like it, it just doesn't like his pronunciations just don't make any sense. I, I don't understand where he adds these letters. I gotta uh, respect it. It feels like he's oh, just not it. trying. Yeah, he doesn't care. He just doesn't care enough. I feel like it's just always the same thing. I feel oh, like it's always, I, feel, I feel like it's always uh, an R whenever there's a consonant. Like whenever it should end with like a, a consonant sound. Kenny's gonna find this name and his phone's gonna die. 
He's gonna be so infuriated just sitting he's gonna, there. He's, he's gonna drop you know it and die out. I just keep looking at all these like mispronunciations that I'm tweeting about. Like you pronounce Bar- Chris Bosch Barsh. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Capello? He said. Then he said Capello. Uh, <laughs> this dude's got a running list. It's really, it's really, really. Um, his first poor Zay- Oh, oh, oh! I found it. I found it. Lou Amundsen. He would pronounce it Armerson. 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 It wasn't even Armerson. It was Armerson. Two R's. Armerson. Armerson. How do you not even close? From Amundsen. There's no R's in there. He put two R's in. The guy. Who else gets away with putting two R's in? The guy's a legend. Like if he says your name is pronounced Armerson, it's Armerson. It's Armerson. Not even an R in his first name. Armerson's staring at the big three right now. There are no R's. I don't understand how he pronounced it Armerson, but he did. I mean, tearing up the big three because he's trying to play for an NBA contract. His first Porzingis ride was good. Played for Dr. J right now. I got so many Clyde tweets. I, 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 this is remember. We have for to some do reason, those. he said Moss. Oh, instead of Mozgov, he said Moskov. Moskov. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do a, a Clyde mispronunciations pod with it. Yeah. In he like said, a couple of weeks. Well, a flower like Lazarus has risen from the dead. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> he said Buyochik, Instead of Buyochich, she said Buyochik. I guess that's, is this on, that's is that. this on your Twitter or is this just in like your notes? Yeah, I literally just searched Clyde from my account because I wanted to find this tweet. Okay. Um, but my fav- by far my favorite thing that Clyde does is say ha ha. I do it all the time in the office. Ha ha. <laughs> I like when some it'll, when somebody scores it'll be like, like after an unfortunate error for the opponent. I'm like, like the Knicks will get a gift turnover. Ha ha! Go ahead, try. I like when someone makes like two or three shots in a row and he says that they're percolating. Oh yeah. Out of nowhere, yeah. every time. Favorite favorite word that he uses: percolating. Are we ending uh, every pod from now on with Clydeisms? Yeah, unless we're two them. for our last two. This is good. I feel good when I leave this pod. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Kenny, give me the shout out, Bob. Your Bob computer, my your, battery made it. Your computer's still alive. All right. Well, thanks for sticking through the show. Thanks for coming on again. Thanks for uh, having me. You know, sorry, Officially. sorry about the last episode. Well, the first time. This is the first time, really. This is the first. Real it was, time, it's yeah. always great talking to you guys. Like, I, you know, if it didn't air, it did I really enjoyed the conversation. It just doesn't air. This was fun. This was a uh, fun use of an hour and. Too much time, honestly, for August, but it's all right. Uh, we'll have you back soon. Cool. For a, a, a Clyde tribute pod, and then yeah. for a uh, the Lost Knicks Chronicles for any miscellaneous Knicks we got to talk about. Yeah, That's we'll right. we'll just go on. No, we're not even gonna do like this. Is barely even a rundown I gave you before this. We're not gonna do anything next time. Just never, never just showing up. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Kenny. Trey. Thank you, Kenny. Kyle. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll talk to you probably in the group chat later. All right. See you on Twitter. See ya. See ya. See ya.